Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us. And we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day. And I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events. And uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. I kind of feel one of them, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me in this, in this place today. Blind Bartimaeus, Jesus, 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 was a cry for the supernatural. When he cried out for Jesus, it was a cry for the supernatural. And I, I feel that here today. There's a cry for the supernatural in this place today. Jesus, thou son of David. Aren't you glad to be filled with the Holy Ghost? I don't know if you remember singing the song, I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. Just like the Bible says, there's no other way to get the Holy Ghost. There's only one way to get the Holy Ghost, and that's just like the Bible says. Are you ready for some word? I don't, I don't know how long y'all take here. I, I, I don't, but I, I do feel like God wants to do something in this place today. And how many here this morning are ready to believe God with me, that God is able to do something very, very powerful and very, very miraculous in this place today? I listened to Brother Emil. In fact, I want to, I want to congratulate and compliment your hostess and different ones that are part of the you know, the first people that you see when you walk through the door, and then Sister Priscilla and Sister Amaret and Sister Natasha, a man who, who welcomed me with a smile, and then Brother Ruben who led me up here, and then Brother Brother Emil, amen. Praise God. What a what a church. Y'all y'all feel then you got you got Brother Wisnet and his family as leadership here and great music and thank God for praise singers that love the Lord and give it their give it their heart. Amen. You're, this is this is a, rep- a rep- recipe a recipe for something great. But I was listening to Brother Emilio's just quoting a verse out of Corinthians where he said, therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature. Old things are passed away behold all things are become new. Jesus is Christ in us. Paul, in fact, said this. He said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. But here in Corinthians, he says, therefore, if any man be in Christ. And oftentimes we'll say that, and then we'll go on talking about Christ, Christ, us being in him or Christ being in us. Christ in us is the hope of glory. You in him is the new creation. Him in you him and you is the hope of glory. You and him. Sometimes I wonder if folks have him and them, but they don't, they're not in him. But if you want a change of life, then you're going to have to find yourself in him because that is when you become the new creation. Him and us is our heredity. Us and him is our environment. 
And I believe that that's what God wants to do in our hearts and lives. I remember one time when I was teaching in, in Sanger back when I, I pastored in Sanger for um, approximately 25 years. Um, resigned about six years ago. Been on the road ever since. And uh, in fact, um, just got approved to to um, start a church in San Luis Obispo. And so uh, there's, a, there's a large group of four that are going to San Luis Obispo. And we're going to we're going to see what the Lord has for us in San Luis Obispo. I remember saying it though, I was I was talking along the terms of Christ in you, you in Christ, and I remember taking a glass and thank you. Thank you for the water, Brother Ruben. And um, and I remember pouring, I had a pitcher, and I, I remember pouring water into the glass and setting a pitcher down. I said, This is Christ in you. I said, You in Christ is, and I dropped the whole glass in the pitcher. That's when, that's when we're in Him. When we are completely baptized and submerged into Him. That's when. If I can change the way you think, I can change the way you live. Well, let's put it this way. If you will change the way you think, you will change the way you live. This is what Paul says in Romans, the, second chap- uh, the 12th chapter. And he says this, and I believe in the second verse, he said, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, don't be conformed. Don't let the world push you into its mold. But change the way you think. And if you can change the way you think, then you will change the way you live. Oftentimes, our living living is affected by our thinking. Think up, go up. Think down, go down. Think glad, go glad. Think mad, go mad. What are you thinking? For as a man thinketh, so is he. What are you thinking today? Let's turn to Matthew the eleventh, the third chapter, Matthew three. Are you ready to believe God for something supernatural? This is Pentecost Sunday. Let's see what will happen. Matthew three and verse eleven. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Holy Ghost, move in this place today. You see us here. Every one of us, Lord, part of the human race, have needs. God, you you provide and supply our needs according to your riches and glory, not according to your lack or limited ability, but according to your vast resources. So I pray today, God, that you would speak to our hearts and minds. Let the Spirit of God flow through this place. God, speak to our hearts as we open ourselves to you. In the beautiful name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody say amen. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. In Matthew 3 and verse 11, John the Baptist speaks of the promise of the Holy Ghost. And it was after the resurrection that Jesus spoke of this promise when he said, Behold, I send the promise 
of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. That promise was fulfilled in the book of Acts. And I like the way Luke describes it in Acts, the second chapter, when he said, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, and suddenly, I like the word suddenly. Oftentimes we refer to God seeming to take his time when it comes to certain things. Even when, amen, Jesus told his disciples, behold, I come quickly. And here we are 2,000 years later and he has not yet returned. Amen. If it's quickly, then why has it taken this long? In reality, I believe that Jesus was saying something like this. When I come, it will be quick. I like the word suddenly. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Amen, and appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Ghost came as a sound of a rushing wind, as God breathed upon those who had gathered in an upper room, and about 120 experienced the reality of Pentecost. I wonder what would happen today, amen, if we were of one mind. We're here in one place, but I wonder what would happen today if we all came together in one mind, the same mind, amen, one mind. And the wind of Pentecost was to blow and the Spirit of God was to suddenly move in this place. I'll tell you what would happen. We would experience the reality of Pentecost. But what is that? According to the prophet, it's the refreshing and the rest for the weary. And according to the book of Acts, it is the baptism of Holy Ghost power. Jesus said, ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. I believe that this service can be a landmark service for somebody in this place today. I'm talking about one of those services that you can look back upon and say it was on, on July the 5th on Pentecost Sunday that in that service that I experienced something and I have never been the same since. Amen. Because something happened in that service that forever changed my life. Oh, wouldn't that be something today? Amen. If somebody got a hold of the word today. Amen. The Holy Ghost is here. Amen. And the word is being spoken and I wonder what would happen in this service today if someone would reach out and take a hold of the word in faith and said I'm going to receive whatever God has for me in this service today oh wouldn't that be something amen wouldn't that be something for somebody in this place today but what does it mean it means that we must experience Pentecost Amen, because it will make a difference in our singing. And thank God for our praise singers. Thank God for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. Thank God for those who dedicate themselves to the kingdom of God. Amen. But we must experience Pentecost. Church, keep that in mind when you come to the house of God. And Brother Amelia already talked about it today. Every time we gather, really, amen, it's Pentecost time. Even on a Sunday, it is Pentecost Sunday. Every time we come to the house of God, amen, it will make a difference in our singing. And it will make a difference in our singing. It will make a difference in our preaching. And it will make a difference in our response to the preaching. Preaching is a whole lot like play and catch. Preacher preaches and throws it out there. Amen. The saints, the people catch it and throw it back. Little catch going on. Preacher preaches by faith. Church receives it in faith, throws it back. There's something about that synergy that creates something powerful. Amen, something exciting. When we begin to understand the importance of responding to the preaching. Amen, Pentecost will affect our preaching and impact the way we respond to the preaching. We need the wind of Pentecost, amen, to blow, to breathe life into our services, amen, because when we gather and when our guests come and when the family and our friends walk through the doors of this place, they don't need another dead, now I lay me down kind of service, but what they need is to experience a real demonstration of Holy Ghost power. I believe expectation is extremely important. When we come to the house of God, we need to walk through the doors expecting something to happen. Expect nothing, get nothing. Amen. But we need to drive up onto the parking lot. Amen. Long before we even got here, when we get into the car, amen, and head for the house of God, we need to go to the house of God saying something's going to happen. Amen. At First Church today, God's getting ready to move in the service at First Church today. Somebody's going to get the Holy Ghost. Somebody's going to be healed. Somebody's going to be restored. The backslider's coming home. Somebody is going to get their miracle. Somebody's going to get their, oh come on church I say it's time to let them experience Pentecost. So my proposal today is let them experience amen the excitement of Pentecost. Let them see and feel a demonstration of Holy Ghost power. Sometimes we're afraid to have a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. And we're afraid because we don't want to frighten our guests. And that, that is a possibility. Years ago in Victorville, it's kind of interesting because in the church there, you, you, didn't, you didn't walk through the back and into the church. You actually walked right into the side. And the first thing you saw when you walked in were, were pews this way. People sitting in the pews. So you walked in the front door and boom, you were, you were like in your face. You know, it's like, whoa, what did I just get in? myself into? You know, it's like, whoa. Then you look that way and there was the pulpit. You look that way and... That, that direction was the back of the church and 
one precious lady came to visit and uh, and uh, and uh, <laughs> and 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 she she had positioned herself pretty pretty close to the the door. Yep, and and lo and behold, <laughs> things begin to happen, and um, <laughs> and people got carried away, and folks began to run around the church like like y'all. And I'm telling you, I mean, it was like, boom, she hit the, that crash bar on that door and was outside and running down the street. And then she had to come back because her car was parked in the parking lot. <laughs> was in one place and there, there was this little guy that started running around the church. And uh, guest was there on the front row, and he watched the little guy run around the church. He had never seen anything like that before, and it's like, but there he goes around the church. And, and about that time, the, a bigger guy started running. That's, that's, that's being nice. A bigger guy started running around the church, and right behind him. And that guest was going, here goes the small guy, and here goes the bigger guy. And, and after service, the pastor asked him, he said, well, well, what did you think about the service? He goes, I, I don't know, but if that big guy would ever caught that small guy, he would have cleaned his plow. <laughs> There, there, there is there is this possibility of frightening some of our guests. Amen. A Holy Ghost demonstration just might frighten some people. But in our concern for our guests, there have been times that we have resisted the moving of the Holy Ghost. And when it's all said and done, amen, we still don't reach them and they still leave our churches unchanged. So I say today, let them experience Pentecost and let them decide for themselves because if a real Pentecostal experience can't change them, then nothing can. So let them experience the life-changing power of the Holy Ghost. Let them walk into this place expecting, amen, something to happen. Let's walk into this place, amen, expecting God to do it again just like he did on the day of Pentecost. Let's walk through the doors of this place with our minds made up. We're going to have good church as opposed to ordinary church, as opposed to bad church. Let's have good church. Uh, we back, in, back in Sanger. Amen. You may be seated back in Sanger. Amen. My wife led the choir there, and it was a, it was a great choir. Amen. There, there was one, one song they used to sing. and said, good time. We're going to have a good time. Good time. And it's an old song. I mean, I, that's the only part I know about the song. Good time we're going to have. And I think it had something about the power of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God being poured out. And good time we're going to have a good time. Amen. Really, there is no other way, amen, to have church than, amen, to make up your mind to have good church. Amen. Let me ask you a question today. When was the last time that you had yourself a good time in the Holy Ghost? When was the last time, amen, that you saw? 
celebrated the joy of your salvation. Amen. When was the last time you just let go and let God have his way? Good time. I say let's experience Pentecost because if we will experience Pentecost, they will experience the Holy Ghost. Pentecost, they will experience the Holy Ghost. In Acts 2, it says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Peter preaches the first message, first apostolic message, first Pentecostal message on the day of Pentecost. And, and then when he preached, he, he says, When they heard this, uh, they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And I'm going to quote a verse of Scripture that should be very familiar with all of us here in this place, if not most of us here today. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. For the promise, there's that promise again. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. If you want to experience Pentecost, then experience Acts 2.38. While pastoring in Sanger, a young man came to church and received the Holy Ghost. Most everybody in town knew him because in the back window of his car was this huge raider emblem. <laughs> Two kinds of people in the world. Raider fans and those who wish they were. Some of y'all do. <laughs> this huge Raider emblem in the back. It was a Sunday morning, short time after receiving the Holy Ghost that he took me to his car. And he said, look. And I looked, and I didn't see anything. I didn't know what I was looking for. And it took me around the back. Amen. And the Raider emblem was gone. And in this place, in huge letters were the words, Obey, Acts 2.38. And I have nothing against the Raiders. I really don't. But my point is this. If you want to experience Pentecost, then experience Acts 2.38. Amen. Because guess where they're going to go when they want to receive the Holy Ghost? They're going to go to a church. Amen. Where they can experience Pentecost. They're going to say, if you want the Holy Ghost, you got to go down to First Church because they believe that you can receive the Holy Ghost there. If you want to experience the miraculous, then go to First Church because they believe in miracles there. If you want to be set free from drugs and alcohol, then you've got to go to that church that preaches deliverance. 
I want to know today, do you all still believe this kind of preaching? Do you still believe that you have to receive or you can receive the Holy Ghost around here? Do you still believe in miracles? Do you still believe in signs? Do you still believe in wonders? Do you folks still believe that God is able to set you free from whatever has you bound? Amen. Do you still believe that? Then let's experience the power of the Holy Ghost. One young lady came invited by some of our young people. And if I remember that particular revival, we had something like 80 young people receive the Holy Ghost and 70 were baptized in Jesus' name in a short period of time. It was, it, it was Pentecost. It really was. It, was. it was one of them things that you can look back on and say that was a, a, memo, a memorable moment in my life and a memorable moment of that church. But the young people invited a cheerleader from Sanger High School to church and she let us know right from the very beginning, I don't believe in any of that tongue-talking stuff. But that night, water's fine. But that night, Charlene, the cheerleader, amen, became Charlene, the believer, when God filled her with the Holy Ghost and she began to speak in other tongues as God gave the utterance. What I'm saying is, let them experience Pentecost because they've tried the gang life. They've tried the drugs and they've tried the alcohol. They've tried the party scene and they've tried the illicit sex and they've tried the perversion. They've even tried dead for religion and they still are not satisfied so let them experience the Holy Ghost for a change let them experience the Holy Ghost let them experience the Holy Ghost it was after one of them Pentecostal services amen where God had moved and folks had received the Holy Ghost amen that it was there in the altar altar service and I looked back and there was a there were a group of young people standing there in the back and they were observing I saw them bow their heads I saw them praying but they were standing there and so I just made my way back there brother and I I, I introduced myself and I, I I just talking to them and I was about ready to walk away and one of the young ladies said I guess I'm untouchable and not not that I didn't shake her hand I did shake her hand so that wasn't that wasn't the issue. And I said, what, 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 what are you talking about? She said, I guess I'm untouchable. And I said, why is that? She said, because I didn't feel anything, and I didn't get the Holy Ghost. And my response to that was, in the name of Jesus. And I just laid my hand upon her head and began to pray. Amen. She grabbed the back of the pew and held tight. And she began to shake until she could no longer hold the back of the pew. And she threw her hands back and began to worship God. And she felt the power of the Holy Ghost. And I walked away saying, don't ever say that you're untouchable. Because I want you to know today that the Holy Ghost is for whosoever will. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. It doesn't matter what you've done. He came to save and to seek that which was lost. Let them experience. Let them experience Pentecost. Does anybody here today know what I'm talking about? You all have your history. We, we can talk about where you came from. 
Amen. We could talk about, amen, the things that you've done. Amen. And experiences in your life, not all that pleasant. Amen. But I'm talking to some folks here today that I believe know exactly what I'm talking about. I was raised in church, but that did not make me perfect. I had my own issues, and I'd rather not go into them. Amen. But I want you to know, just like everybody else, I needed, I had to get my own experience with God. It wasn't enough to hold on to dad's experience and mom's experience. Amen. Because God has no, he has no adopter or uh, uh, orphans in the group. I want you to know that every child of God, amen, comes and has their own experience. He has no stepchildren. All his children belong to him. Exactly what it's like. What's the, can you still remember the time that you walked to the doors of a church building for the very first time? I don't know what your experience was. I don't know your attitude was. I really don't know what was happening at that time. Amen. But you're here today. And if you've come back twice and if you come back three times, amen. If you're here with the Holy Ghost today, it's because you realize, amen, there's nothing like an apostolic Pentecostal experience. There's nothing like the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's able to change. Your life. Why don't we stand as they come to the music? Let's all stand. Thank you, Jesus. I was preaching in Houston, Texas years ago, preaching a youth rally, and it was a bunch of young people, even some children there, and they opened it up for testimonies, and there was a young man by the, I don't know, he was standing in the front. He was about five, six, seven years old, whatever it was. And he stood up and he had tears streaming down his face. And he said, I just want to thank the Lord for giving me of, forgiving me of all my sins. And I'm thinking, my God, how many sins can a six, seven-year-old commit? But he said, I thank God for forgiving me of all my sins. I'm talking to some folks here today that are older than six and seven. But I'm talking to some folks here today that if we were to go into history, you could stand here today and say, thank God he's forgiven me of all my sins. He made a difference in my life. He filled me with his spirit. Acts 2 and 6 says, Now when they, this was noised abroad, the multitude came. Somebody heard the good news and came to see what was happening. And when they saw it, they went out and got somebody. When it was noised abroad, the multitude came. I watched a young man up here worshiping the Lord. I asked Brother Neil, I'm sorry, Brother. That's a good thing because he, he stood up and asked about the Lord. He felt the Holy Spirit. Didn't want to leave any doubt anywhere, you know what I mean? But when they heard this, it was noised abroad. They came and said, We've got to, we've, we've got to see what's happening. And they saw what was happening and they said, Wow, this is amazing. 
I don't, I don't know if they, if they went and got a family member or a friend or if they went and got the next door neighbor. But it doesn't tell you. It just says they were poor. It was known as abroad. The, abroad, the multitude, the multitude came as flies to Jesus. happening here. Come, you got to, you have got to see. Come on, go find somebody. Go get somebody. You know what? I just go get somebody. Come on, brother. You, you've got to come down to the, you've got to see what God is doing. Amen. Come on, come on. Come on, sis. Come on, sis. Oh, come on. God bless you. You've got to go. Oh, you've got to see what's going on at First Church. Things are happening. Come on. Find somebody else. Bring somebody with you. Amen. When it was noise, the broad, the multitude came. Amen. They came. Amen. They heard the news. You've got to see this. Amen. I want you to know today that the Bible says for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Is anybody here today? Do you want the Holy Ghost? It's for you. Is there somebody here today that's wanting a life change? It's for you today. If you're here today and you want God to heal your body, it's for you today. Is there anybody here today who wants to be renewed and restored and refilled? It's for you. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The promise is for you. It's 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 the promise for you. It's for you. The promise is for you. Come on, church. Come on, church. Let's raise some praise in this place. The Holy Ghost is here right now. This altar area is open. Come. Bring somebody with you. He's here today. You and me, hermanos, Dios está aquí para hacer algo para usted. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here to do something for you today. There you go, there you go, let it happen. Let it happen, let it happen. God wants to heal your body. God wants to fill you with His Spirit. God wants to give you the Holy Ghost. God wants to do a work in your life. You're doing good, you're doing good, you're doing good, you're doing good.
Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.